Hi, I'm Laurel Simmons, and welcome to another episode of the Right Club podcast. I am joined today by Catherine Nelson-Riley, our operations manager. Catherine, who do we have on tap today? We've got Natasha Phipps, and we've had her on before, not only as a podcast, but also very popular guest on our virtual events, and also when we've had our live pop-ups in Calgary. Awesome resource of information. She's a part of the Phipps Real Estate Group. So she's a realtor in Calgary, and she is so excited about the multifamily real estate investing in Calgary. And recently, she's ventured into the world of REITs, Real Estate Investment Trusts. Yeah, she's got a lot to say. So let's go listen to what she's telling us. Okay. Welcome to the Right Club Podcast, where the focus is on helping you, the real estate investor, advance to the next level. And now let's join this week's hosts and share ways for you to customize your life. Hi, Natasha, and welcome to the Right Club Podcast. It's great to have you back. My pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Okay, so you are out in Calgary, correct? Yes. And there's a a lot of stuff happening out there, including multifamily real estate. I know you're really into that. So just tell us what's going on out there. Yeah, I mean, uh, real estate investors in general, of course, are always trying to expand their portfolio and often get to that point where they want to jump into the multifamily space from the residential space. And Calgary, as a city in the last couple of years, has really you know, come to the forefront of most Canadian real estate investors' minds. And as we're kind of seeing really good population growth and rental demand, of course, that's going to trickle down into multifamily real estate. And it is an excellent time to be looking at multifamily for Calgary for a few reasons. So yeah, happy to kind of chat about that today. Okay. So what kind of questions you get from investors who come to Calgary and are looking to invest in multifamily real estate? Yeah, so there's a few things. First and foremost, of course, it's talking about strategy, right? Like, are we buying brand new real estate? Are we renovating? And there's really opportunity in both. Given that Calgary and Alberta as a province, you know, went through a recession from 2015 into 2019, there is a lot of those underperforming assets that really didn't get the love and attention they probably needed during those times. And given the strength of the market, those longtime landlords are now looking to exit. So there's excellent opportunity in that space to improve these assets, stabilize them, renovate them, and turn over the tenants. And given our landlord legislation in Alberta, That's a huge win for these investors because you can turn over an entire building inside of a year and stabilize and really have a totally different performing asset in, you know, in in that kind of 12 to 18 month period. So all of that combined is really enticing for real estate investors because in multifamily real estate, it's all about improving that net operating income. And there's certainly a lot of opportunities there here in Calgary. What's the sweet spot in terms of size properties? I mean, because the multifamily covers everything from, well, a duplex or a semi up to, I don't know, 250, 300 unit apartment building. But what are you finding investors are looking for in Calgary right now? And I guess the second part of that question is what's available because 
you know, a whole bunch of people go after the same thing, and then look, prices go up, right? Totally. Yep. That's actually a really good question. And so for Calgary, if you're looking at, you know, going from a fourplex, let's say up to a sixplex, I honestly don't know if it is worth the extra fees and costs to jump into the commercial lending space. When you go above five doors, you're in that commercial space. And that process and cost of that process are significantly higher. So I do agree that it's if you're going to go into that commercial space, you may as well wait until the time is right to be able to at least, you know, go to that 12 doors and up kind of property. There's exceptions, of course, but it's a very different process in that commercial space. And but you can get into these types of assets on the resale market. There is quite a few options if you're willing to do the work. It gets a little bit more challenging if you want something turnkey and like new construction. Lots of construction happening, but the people who are building them to keep them. So that's a little bit more challenging if you want completely turnkey. Are you seeing people then coming in that want like the 12 plex or maybe the up to the 24 plex? Is that what you're seeing? Yeah, absolutely. And h- higher, right? Like there's tons of activity happening in this space. The larger transactions are kind of getting swallowed up by the REITs and the funds and the pension groups and that, right? But the smaller investors, like most of my clients, are stepping up and that's a big step for them to go from their fourplexes up to, you know, 12 to 24 doors. But that's certainly where the sweet spot is on the properties that are sort of underperforming. They've been managed by that landlord maybe for the last, you know, 10, 20 years and they're ready to retire. So that sweet spot is definitely there if you're open to doing the work. Are there a lot of uh, BTBs that vendor take back mortgages on on those kinds of properties? They are coming up. It's like yes and no. There's a lot of variables there depending what's existing and what kind of financing you want to do. But yes, they are coming up. The larger the deal and the bit more like hairy the deal is, of course, the easier it is to get those type of deals. If it's a pretty you know, clean looking, desirable property, they may not need to offer a VTB to unload it. But there is some instances where that's a win-win, right? So it, I always ask, there's no harm in asking. And certainly there's scenarios where for those landlords, okay, great. Now they have a bit of passive income as they've exited this property for the next year or two while you're, you know, doing your work and stabilizing and kind of getting it ready for the long-term. Right. Okay. And what about areas in Calgary? Are there any specific areas or are there opportunities all over the city? Because when Calgary is a huge city, it's sprawling, right? It's getting bigger all the time. Yes. So as a city, we're pretty low density, honestly. If you want to own, you know, 12 or more doors, you're going to be inner city. And I'm hopeful the city will continue increasing density. And they are, but it's, you know, nothing happens overnight. So for the kind of, if you go out in suburbs and you really want commercial lending, you're looking at blocks of like townhouse style properties or like heated properties that are in a block of five or more. So those do come up, but they're getting harder to come by recently. They're kind of hit and miss, but they do come up. And then as you approach inner city and downtown, certainly that's where density really increases and where you're going to find these type of properties that we're talking about today. and. In terms of like where and, you know, what areas might be more desirable, there's still very much in Calgary, this a little bit of this east versus west. The east side of downtown is still what would be considered, you know, a bit more less desirable area. As you go west, you get closer to the mountains and closer to more kind of 
luxury real estate. And so depending on the type of tenant you're looking for and the type of, you know, the creative asset you're looking for, that will usually dictate that. So, you know, southwest, west of downtown is certainly an area that's going to command more of your like working professionals who can afford a bit more. And in that scenario, you'd want to be offering a bit nicer product for sure. And are people who are investing out there in these types of properties, are they finding it difficult to get the services that they require? For example, here in Ontario, uh, lately, it's been incredibly difficult to just get the labor to do the work and, you know, the blind demand, right? Yeah, that's a constant thing that we are working on, too. And it is hard, but if you have multiple doors like that, that you have a plan for, I I would feel pretty confident that is something that would be desirable for trades, right? For a contractor to to take on. Certainly requires planning and organization and, you know, a bit of babysitting, of course, too, but is available for sure, you know, and that's part of what we can help with. We can introduce you to some really great people that we know have done these types of projects before, but it is always a bit of a moving target too. So yes, but it's going to take some planning. Okay. So that, that begs the question that if I'm an investor, say, say sitting in, I don't know, Brunswick or yeah. Manitoba or British Columbia or Ontario, and I have invested in this multifamily property in Calgary, and I don't really want to move there to oversee it. How does that work? Like, what do I do? Yeah, that's a great That's a great question. And the answer truly is it's not for everyone (laughs) because you can't just go, well, talk to you in three months, right? You still have to be involved. But the trades and contractors, at least what we're seeing, are getting more and more accustomed to this. And, you know, what I recommend people do is if you do decide to take this on, I mean, you still might need to make some trips to, you know, your project and come and check it out. But just set a schedule with your trades as to when they will have these, you know, virtual calls with you. Maybe it's, you know, every Friday or second Friday or something where you're going to be able to physically see with your own two eyes what is going on. Because you need someone on the ground, boots on the ground that you trust and that will keep you informed. So you have to set a schedule there, set the X and set that expectation right at the very beginning as well. I've actually heard of people who hire other people, like not necessarily in the trade, yeah. but they just take a camera and every week they go through the construction site and say, this is done and this is done and this is not. So it's really sort of third party verification about what yeah. has been done or not done. Yeah. that I mean, and that's a very smart way to go about it, right? Because at the end of the day, no matter who you hire, or how good they are, things can still get missed and over seen and, you know, people are busy. So absolutely, if you can have someone on the ground to support you, that's great. Or, you know, that's a good scenario for even partnering, right? Like we have several groups who do that. They've got one partner here and one partner in Ontario and they make it work that way. But it is definitely more challenging, like no doubt about it. Right. Okay. So now you referenced REITs and I know that you have just started your own private REIT. Can you tell us about that? Because that's a big deal. Yes. It's been a massive project, a massive undertaking, but we're just like in the infancy stages and it's very exciting. And it's really an evolution of kind of all of the experience I've culminated, but also still like want to continue growing and developing. But what the kind of driving force behind it is really so many people want to invest in this asset class, but it is a big endeavor to do it on your own. And the more I research this space, a lot of these sort of 
institutional quality type of assets are reserved for the, you know, pretty wealthy to invest in. They have high minimums. It's quite exclusive. And like I've even had these salespeople call me and their minimums are can be quite high. Not all of them, but they can be. And so we wanted to be the opposite of that and also share what we're learning along the way. So our our real estate investment trust is called Wealth Share. And it's not just about sharing the wealth, but also the wealth of knowledge that that we are accumulating by going about this. And re- really the mandate is to provide these types of investment opportunities into multifamily with cash or registered funds. And it's not just for accredited investors. It's also for eligible investors. And that's not the easiest or cheapest way to set up this type of structure, but it is the most, it's going to have the most exposure and allow more people to be able to take a look at something like this as part of their investment portfolio. So we're pretty excited about it. So how does it work? I'm a, I'm an investor with maybe not a lot of money. Maybe I can't qualify to yeah. buy a, a, say, a 24-plex, okay? So I come to you, right? And maybe I have, I don't know, $100,000, whatever it is, right? And I say to you, Natasha, I've got this money. I want to invest in these multiplexes. What do you say at that point? Like, can you t- take us through the process yeah. a little bit? Yeah. So we can accept cash or registrations. And the process is pretty simple. The investment the REIT as uh, through our exempt market dealer. So that's usually the first thing people have to learn about is what is an exempt market dealer. And they're a third party that is there to ensure that you're, that this is a smart decision for you, that this meets your, you know, portfolio goals and you're not putting all your eggs in one basket. And they facilitate the actual transactional part. Investors that make sense for this type of investment for these REITs, and this doesn't just apply to us, but often are looking for long-term passive investment opportunities into that particular asset class. And our particular trust, we're focusing on multifamily in Alberta. We have our first $20 million under management in assets in the first year. And we are offering an 8% preferred return and a 12% targeted return. So those are distributed annually. And for our investors, it's a way to diversify passively and also learn along the way with us. Like we did, we do Q&As around acquisitions and management and try to share what we're learning along the way. So it's not just, it's obviously about the investment, but it's also about being part of this story and learn what they will learn along the way too. So I want to make sure I understand then if the minimum is 8% the minimum that you're guaranteeing as a return? That's a great question. There is no guarantee. Okay. However, if WellShare does not meet an 8% return, what that means when we say preferred return is that the management fund, the management group does not get any return on the investment if we do not hit the 8%. So oh. we're motivated to hit the 8%. And most of these funds and groups out there have different terms, kind of bonuses. Ours, what that means is anything over the 8% preferred return, if we hit that, say we get 10%, then us as the management group, we get a 20% performance bonus of the returns, whatever's over and above that 8%. So you get 20% of the 2%, which is the difference between the 8% and the 10%. Exactly. Yes. So we're motivated to hit it. It's also not, I also think that number is very fair 
We did a lot of research on that and most of them are significantly higher, but still it's enough that, that we, you know, want to really keep pushing for that as well. So that's kind of what you can expect. We are the other huge benefit of a regulated security like this. So we're a, we're regulated by the government, by the Securities Commission. We have to do annualized financial audits as well. So once a year, we have to go through a very detailed and in-depth audit. And the benefit to that is massive. I went through the first one last year. And I think for investors who have all types of different opportunities out there, it can be really hard to determine where your investment is sitting in these in in a investment where you don't get that type of you know data. So that's another benefit of a private security like this that is regulated by the Securities Commission and the you know government of Canada, of course. So every year you will have a very good idea where the investment is standing, how the portfolio is doing, and a third party audit is done to ensure that's you know the case. So that's really appealing too. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of regulations. It should be because we're dealing with a lot of exactly. money, and 100%. Um, and it yeah. just just makes it easier for everyone in the long run. Although I'm sure going through an audit is not the easiest thing to do, but it's just part of the game, right? You just got to do it. Part of the game, exactly. Yeah, no, I went through the first one in the fall, and that was my first time. And it is, yeah, it is to the penny. It is to the you know every bank charge and fee and every single thing. So it's extremely transparent, and learned a lot doing that the first time but i think that is how it should be so totally agree and yeah so that's another benefit okay so okay i gotta ask you this well i know the answer but a lot of people a lot of other people don't who has endorsed you so for so i am a realtor by trade of course we didn't really i'm sure you mentioned that in the introduction but i'm a i'm a licensed residential and commercial realtor in calgary and we are a McGillivray trusted and group for Calgary. So yeah, we're very lucky to have his endorsement on on me, I guess I should say, right? <laughs> he hasn't looked at WellShare yet, so hopefully that's coming. But us as a sales group, we are affiliated with the McGillivray brand. And yeah, they're a fantastic group of people. And that's Scott McGillivray. So McGillivray, yeah. Well, that's really great. I mean, congratulations. That's a little feather in your cap, isn't it? But then yeah. you've earned it. You've earned Thank it. You. So yes. Yeah. No, oh, definitely proud to be a part of their group. They do tremendous things. So yeah. That's wonderful. Hey, Natasha, we're going to go to our lightning round questions. And uh, Catherine and I are going to just bounce questions off you. Catherine will start. And so just answer whatever comes to mind and we'll take it from there. Catherine, are you ready? I'm ready. This week's lightning round is brought to you by Butler Mortgages, Canada's number one mortgage brokerage three years in a row. If you need a great mortgage broker to help you with investing in real estate or to help you purchase your next home, reach out to Daniel Patton and Michael Zanzini from Butler Mortgages. You can do that by calling 905-569-8326 or toll free at one 888 M-T-G-T-E-A-M. And check out their website, butlermortgages.com or by email daniel.patton at butlermortgages.com or michael.zanzini at butlermortgages.com. And let's go to the lightning round. Natasha, just very quickly, if you could tell your 18-year-old self something, what would it be? Oh, wow. I, when I was 18, 
I really did not feel confident. And I think the more I develop, the older I get, I, you know, even if, you know, I had to start all over again, I have the confidence now that I, my 18 year old self would not believe. And I really wish I could, you know, tell her that like, it's coming. You're gonna, you're gonna earn that kind of confidence and ability to stand on your own two feet for sure. Well, yeah. What do we all like to be that confident 18 year olds? Yes. <laughs> but I think that's great. And we all just need encouragement, right? And you know what? I'd say it's not just 18 year olds that need encouragement and a little confidence boost. We all need them as we go along, right? Although we Absolutely. do get it more naturally as we just have more experience. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So question number two, what's the best advice you've ever received from another investor? The absolute best advice where kind of the light bulb went on was when the Calgary market started to kind of shift in that recessionary times. And I was in a kind of like in-person investor meetup event. And the speaker was talking about, you know, how, because at, at that time for me, that was the first kind of correction, you know, in my career. And it was terrifying. And as soon as the light bulb went on where it was like, okay, market's shifting. We are going to align strategy now with market conditions. And I still talk about that in consultations with clients all the time. Like if you really want to do this strategy, no problem, but let's find the best market in, you know, the country for that. Let's not force that into a market that might not make sense. So it's absolutely aligning the right strategy with the right market and making sure those make sense together. That's a great, great bit of advice. Really like that. In fact, I think I'm going to adopt some of that. So thank you yeah, for good. that. <laughs> and so what is your favorite resource for real estate investing? Could be anything, book training, person events. What's your favorite resource? Always love in-person events. Can, you know, I think I'm in all the groups and clubs, but in terms of actual data, I get asked a lot, where do I find data? Where do I go to look for things? And for Calgary specifically, the resource I use the most is Calgary Economic Development website. That's like data-driven information. And most provincial, or sorry, most municipalities have something like that as well. So whatever the local economic website is, like Edmonton has one too, that's the resource I use by far the most because all that information is compiled in one spot. So awesome. And then I usually back it up a little bit with some other data sources, but they're always my first and foremost go-to for sure. All right, good. All right, final question. We've heard about you know, your business and what you're focusing on and the reach, but what I really want to know is, what do you do to relax and have fun? <laughs> I'm actually right now sitting at a campground, and it's really about time with the family and getting out of the day-to-day -day routine. I'm starting to enjoy more of the like, you know, just monotonous tasks when you're outside of your normal space. So we can get out of our house, you know, just going for walking the dogs and enjoying making our meals together. And it's very easy day to day and weeks and months go by where, you know, work, it just consumes everything. So I've lately been trying to find more and more enjoyment in those smaller moments that are more, that are easier to come by and can kind of shake us out of our daily routines. So it's family and animals, <laughs> family and pets. That's for sure. All right. There you go. So Natasha, how can people reach you? You can go to our website, phipsgroup.ca, for anything. If you need any help with the Calgary real estate market, residential or commercial or property management, we do it all. And then if you're interested in Wellshare, of course, just wellshare.ca is the website. 
and always happy to connect and answer any questions about any and all of it. My, my favorite part about any of these things and projects that I work on is the one-on-one conversations I get to have with people. So reach out anytime, very easy to find online and social media as well, of course, too. Great. Thank you very much, Natasha. It was great to talk to you again. And we'll check in with you again in the not too distant future because, hey, things are really changing in Calgary all the time, as they are everywhere in this country, right? Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Bye-bye. That was a really excellent episode. Always great to have Natasha on board. And the fact that she gave us the ins and outs of where to invest and why and what part of the multifamilies in Calgary, but also walked us through the ins and outs and explained the basics 101 of a of a REIT. Yeah, yeah, it was really nice. A lot of inf- interesting information there. So yeah, we're really glad to have Natasha join us. And as we said in the interview, we will have her back because she's got lots of great information about Calgary. But before we go, we just want to say thanks for listening. Rate us on whatever platform you're listening on for the podcast, because that helps us reach other real estate investors who want to learn and grow in their real estate investing careers. And don't forget to join us at therightclub.com where there's thousands of hours of resources for you. So go take a look. And Catherine, what do we say to people? We invite them to come grow with us and customize their life. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to The Right Club Podcast, where the focus is on helping all levels of real estate investors advance to the next level and help you customize your life. Be sure to tune in next week at rightclub.com slash podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you get a few seconds, please rate the podcast wherever you're listening. It helps the show get noticed by others like you. And we truly appreciate it. And don't forget to subscribe.